You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this Monday, December 14th. Boy, I really got to get on that Christmas shopping. Hey there, you. How was everyone's weekend? Yeah. Yeah, not great, right? Well, as bad as it was for you, boy, you should see my FanDuel account. Oh, my God. It's, it's just uh, the, the, taking on some, some, some injuries there. Oh, my goodness. But, look, we got a lot of run through over the next hour. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York, of course, we take you up until 6 o'clock. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. Uh, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. And I have to start with this. Even before we get to the football, this will be the final week for me in this time slot. As we've kind of discussed here over the last week, due to, uh, you know, the uh, Chris, Rick, and Dave moving into this time slot, as well as some other variety of factors, I only have, in this time slot, four shows left. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And there's nothing I can do about it. But more important than me, who cares about me? More important than me, bigger than me, is, of course, the regal tumble. And come hell or high water, I will make sure that there is crowned a champ, no matter what revisions, what uh, changes we have to make. So it will all come down to this final week. So that means we only have three more days of voting left. So Thursday's show will be to crown the regal tumble winner. So unfortunately... The format for the Regal Tumble was to have more shows in it, but we just don't have the time. It's not going to be a Twitter-only program, so we will get to it. Unfortunately, lots of shows that you nominated that passed the bar of, you know, coming up with some sort of argument for at least being included in the conversation— are not going to be included in the conversation. These shows were waiting backstage, waiting for their names to be called, waiting for their numbers to come up, and it's just not going to happen. So for uh, some of the, the Muppet Show, uh, CSI, 60 Minutes, The Odd Couple, Sesame Street, Brady Bunch, they're all out. They're, they're just not going to be. I do have one last show today that we will unveil. And what show that is, well, we'll find out today. But for the others, very, very sorry, you are not going to be competing. All right, so now I open the show with that. But this is a time, usually in the open of a show, is the time, you know, you welcome people in, right? Today, I feel like the appropriate thing is to welcome some of you back. Welcome you back to this show? Not really, but welcome you back to planet Earth. And that, of course, would be for the New York Giant fans, who have spent the last few weeks, especially the last seven days, completely off in the cosmos of outer space. And yesterday was a cold dose of reality. The Giants lost the Cardinals 26-7 to in a game in a week. You went into with very high hopes, a game in which it did not take very long to realize, at least for me, this is not going to be what I expected. And I'll be honest with you. I'm guilty of thinking one thing when reality should have told me something else. I looked last week, right? We were talking about this all week. How could the Giants be three-point underdogs? They're at home. It looks like they're going to get their quarterback back. Arizona, I looked at their offense. I looked at Kyler Murray. I looked at his struggles. I looked at the injury. I looked at their defense. A defense by every barometer 
by every objective measure that is about as middle of the road as possible. And then you had all the good, positive things going for the New York Giants, right? The offensive line was improved. The quarterback was back and healthy. The running game has been established. You're at home. You're riding high. And this is an important game. This is a very important game because the Giants had the inside track to winning the NFC East. After all the jokes about the NFC East, the Giants had the inside track. They had control to win the division. And there's no other way to put it. Let's start with uh, the quarterback yesterday. Because while people will try to excuse, well, you know what, he wasn't 100% healthy. He wasn't 100% Gordon, you know, he probably shouldn't have played. Well, he did play the game. And he's basically, even last week, has been begging to get back in there. He got back in there yesterday, and there's no other way to put it. Daniel Jones was awful yesterday. Not bad, not mediocre, not up and down. He was down. He was all down. It was 100% down. He was awful. And it could have been a whole lot worse if not for the defense, which will largely get a pass because they got nothing from anybody else on the team. The offense and the quarterback were brutal. Daniel Jones finished 11 of 21 for 127 yards. He fumbled three times, only lost one of them, thankfully, and got sacked six times. That is just a brutal afternoon. And it wasn't like the the Arizona Cardinals or the 1985 Bears. And, you know, one of the reasons I had for optimism of Daniel Jones coming back was not just that it seemed like in the last couple of games that he had kind of taken care of the uh, turnover issues. You know, in Seattle, it took them so long, it took the Giants so long to officially rule him out that I figured, all right, well, look, he misses that game. Uh, I went into that game not expecting them to win anyway, so hold him out. You don't need to win that game. Let's get him healthy and back sooner rather than later. Well, I I figured that he had to be, if he was getting the start yesterday, was going to be close to 100%, and it was pretty close that he, it was pretty obvious he was not close to 100%, and his 50% against other quarterbacks is like 25%. So when you fight to get back in the lineup and then you immediately go out there and just fall in, on your face, I mean, there's no other way to put it. He was terrible yesterday. Probably his worst performance of the season so far. And the Giants made up for the horrendous play of their quarterback by, not ha- by having their offensive line completely regress and their wide receivers not get open. So it was a very interesting strategy that brought about some pretty predictable results. And I should have known better. I like to think of myself as a contrarian, somebody who looks at the other side of things. I got roped in. I'll be the first to admit it because I should have known better. We all should have known better. We all should have known. You know, I was watching uh, Pulp Fiction. I think it was Saturday night. Uh, and there's that scene where Vincent and Jules have to clean the car and uh, they're at Jimmy's place and the wolf comes out to take a look at uh, the, the car when they clean it. And Jimmy, Quentin Tarantino's character, says, man, I can't believe this is the same car. And the wolf responds with, well, let's not start patting ourselves on the back. He doesn't say patting ourselves on the back, but you know the scene. And that was kind of like the Giants on Sunday. The quarterback was brutal in hindsight, they're, they're, we should have probably expected that. The offensive line had a major regression. 
And again, I'll leave out the defense uh, simply because the offense gave them nothing. Sunday went about as badly as it could go. Between what you put up there, Washington beating the Niners, Chase Young was basically a one-man wrecking crew. Even Philly and Dallas won. So not that there are going to be factors in this, I don't think, but things just get tighter. Things just get tighter. So that was a brutal Sunday, one that probably should have been more uh, expected. And now all of a sudden things uh, are not in the Giants' control. Now all of a sudden the Giants have to kind of pick things up, and next, uh, the next three weeks they're pretty much maybe not all must-wins because I don't have a lot of faith in any team in the NFC East. But now the control that you had in the division, that wiggle room that you had because you had the tiebreaker on Washington and both Philly and Dallas were left for dead, that's pretty much gone. That's pretty much gone. And now you're going to have to uh, figure out a way to look more like you did. You know, you're never as good as you look on your best day and you're never as bad as you were on your worst day. Well, the Giants have to make sure that the next three weeks they're a whole lot closer to that good and not nearly as close as they were to the bad because yesterday they were absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. And uh, I got fooled. Now, I will say this. I did not get as fooled as badly as some because in the last seven days... On this very radio station, we've heard people got fooled a whole lot worse than I did. The Giants are going to run the table. Dave Gettleman, boy, he's really turned around his reputation. Joe Judge is Canton bound. Canton bound. And as I said, there's plenty of blame to go around. It's not just Daniel Jones. It's not just uh, Joe Judge. But, uh, you know, Deion Lewis taking that ball. I, I mean, what, what were you fumbling there? What were you thinking there? Because that takes you from 6 nothing to 13 nothing, and that's a big difference, especially when the offense was uh, doing absolutely nothing. And then third quarter, it's 20-7. to you, uh, you, you finally, you know, you force a punt. You, get, you finally score, right? You force a punt. You get the ball back. And you get nine yards on second down. You're facing a third and one. And for some reason, the quarterback decides to throw some 50-50 ball down the sideline when, you know, maybe maybe you have just the, uh, the, the beginnings of some sort of comeback. And uh, that play doesn't work. When you just needed one yard for a first down, you end up having to punt. Arizona gets the ball back, kicks a field goal. It's 23-7. to So if it had not already been over at that point, It is certainly over then. It is certainly over then. So all things said and done, about as bad a Sunday as you could have for the New York Giants. That said, though, it's not as bad, I guess, as maybe, uh, not that it could have been, because it went as bad as it could have gone, but it's still, you're still in okay shape. It's not like you have taken something that was perfectly set up for you, which it was, and completely destroyed it, because it's pretty impossible to completely destroy it. So we'll give you the reasons why it's not as bad as maybe some will portray it today, even as bad as it looked yesterday. It looked terrible yesterday, and it was terrible yesterday, but the good thing is that the Giants are not uh, left for dead just yet. Not yet. So we'll get into that. We will get into, of course, the Regal Tumble. And I, I mentioned that second, right? Giants won, Regal Tumble second. Because the Jets, uh, the Regal Tumble, I don't know how it will turn out. It will certainly be more competitive and more entertaining than the Jets were yesterday. So we'll get into them coming up as well. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. 
Yes. Welcome back, Giant fans. Welcome back to Planet Earth. Uh, you were you were gone for about a week, uh, but now you're back. You are back. You're back with it. Not much has changed. I'll be quite honest with you. Not much has changed. I know you went off into the uh, you know into the universe, into the cosmos, and you were having some fun flying from this planet to that planet because you were you were riding high. You were sky high. Joe Judge is heading to the Hall of Fame, and the Jet the Giants are going to win out. They're going to run the table. They couldn't run three plays without embarrassing themselves. You know, hey, we're going to run the table. Well, look, things are still, you're still in fine shape overall, to be quite honest with you, mainly because, look, Washington, they won yesterday, but they lost Alex Smith in the process. I don't know if he's going to miss any time, but here's the thing. Even when he was in there, he was terrible yesterday. I mean, they were terrible yesterday on offense, and it was only because Chase Young was a one-man wrecking crew. That uh, that Washington won the game the way they did. So look, you're going to have to overtake them now in the standings. But you have the tie break still. Uh, Philly yesterday went out and won a game as, as improbable as a win as you can find. But I think that it's pretty clear that they should have made that switch earlier, and they probably cost themselves a shot to win the easiest division in the history of football. And then you have the Cowboys who are not winning anything. So, you know, it's great that the Giants were coming off their best win in, in, what, four years? They responded with their worst performance since week three. And I'll admit it, I got fooled. Not nearly as bad as some. There are plenty of people. If we're looking to blame people who got fooled the most, you know, when the magic trick happens, just because you don't have any answers doesn't mean you got fooled as much as the person who actually thinks they cut the lady in half. So there's plenty of blame to go around. Plenty of blame to go around there. Uh, as for the Jets, before we get to the phone calls, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. The last we saw the Jets, they were losing a game that only they could lose, right, against the Raiders. Uh, and after losing last week in the final seconds, the Jets fired Greg Williams. And they wanted to go out on Sunday and make sure that what happened last week would never happen again. And mission accomplished, because it did not come down to the final seconds. It basically came down to, what, the opening minutes. The Jets lost yesterday uh, $4 billion to three. Now, it says here on ESPN.com it's only 40. I don't think that that's right. I think that's a misprint. I'm pretty sure it was actually $4 billion. And week 14 around the NFL was not a great week of football, right? There were a lot of blowouts. There were not that many competitive games. That said, no question, who was the least competitive? All these teams are trying to hone in on our act. Let's make sure we show them who's boss. And at this point, what is there to say? What am I supposed to say? I said on Friday, I'm pretty sure I said this on the air. Ray will correct me if I'm wrong. There was no way the Jets were going to be competitive in that game. It didn't matter what the, I bet the line when it was like 13. I think it got up to like 17 by kickoff. Wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. Already, I have spent more time thinking of ways to make the Jets appealing as a radio topic. I have, spent, I have made more of an effort than the Jets made yesterday. Let's put it that way. And going into the game, the question was, how is Jamal Adams going to embarrass the Jets? He couldn't do it because the Jets were too busy embarrassing themselves. They ended three straight drives in the first half with missed field goals in a game they were trailing 17-3. to I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What do you want me to say? What am I supposed to do with this? Magic 8-Ball, would you have tried three straight field goals when, I mean, 
you and I could have went out there and kicked field goals and they would have looked close. I, I think that they would have come closer to actually going in. None of those three were even remotely close. Magic 8 Ball, would you have tried three straight field goals to end the first half? Oh, let's see what it says. Uh, oh, what does it say? Uh, I got the... It's terrible. Outlook, not so good. Magic 8 Ball knows. Magic 8 Ball knows. What was the cut there, Ray? I didn't hear it. Correctamundo. Correctamundo. Exactly, Jules. Would you continue Magic 8 Ball to hand the ball to Frank Gore when, you know, Ty Johnson was coming off a good game and maybe you reward him a little bit and give him a little bit of run? Would you have a... Magic 8 Ball, when you're the head coach, will you continue to give Frank Gore that many carries? Ooh, it actually says yes. All right, Magic 8 Ball, you're done. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. In the second half, I know you don't know this because you didn't watch that second half. I didn't watch that second half. I went to ESPN.com and actually took a look at what the stats were. Geno Smith, did you know before yesterday that Geno Smith was on the Seahawks? I didn't know that. Um, they, the Jets ran 16 plays in the second half which is only because they ran seven plays on their final drive. They had four drives in the second half, three of which went three and out. And that's only because they decided not to punt on second down. So there's three games left. 0-16 is a certainty. No point even mentioning that. Should we, I mean, we're not going to mention them on this show again because we're only on until Thursday. But all the shows really should not mention them again until either A, they clinch the number one seed or the season is over and Adam Gase is fired. What's the point? What is the point? All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, John is in Valley Stream. John, what's going on, my man? Hey, good morning, Gordon. I just wanted to, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get a chance to speak to you uh, before you uh, switch slots. And I just yep. want to uh, thank you for your service. I've been working through the pandemic. I've been listening to you religiously even before that. But uh, what you've been doing and your takes and your opinions and stuff, I just really respect it. Uh, I wanted to say you uh, you put on a great show, and I'm really thankful, and you've been getting me through these last, uh, you know, difficult 10 months. I drive a truck. I listen to you every day, and I really uh, appreciate you taking my call sometimes and, and just doing what you do. Debbie, too, uh, even though she breaks my heart when I have to get on the cross Bronx. I just wanted to thank you thank you all, and, uh, you know, good luck with your new endeavor, and uh, happy holidays. And then i got a quick, uh, you know, the Giants, I, I, I'm a big, big Giant fan, diehard Giant fan, and... Uh, you know, I, I, I went against them, this, and I took, I took Arizona. And I just kind of chalk it up. You know, I, wasn't, I, was, I was hoping in my heart that they could, they could beat them. But, you know, I mean, this last quarter of the season is when the team rises to the top. And I think inexperience played a big, big part of it. And I'm just kind of, you know, I'm still, I'm still kind of riding uh, the good vibe of, like, where the, where the trajectory is and where these guys are headed. But uh, thanks again for everything you've done early in the morning, and uh, thanks for taking my call, buddy. All right, John. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, And thank you. I mean, uh, you know, we changed the theme song. We used to have the the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and we changed the theme song to salute all those people that have been working and out there in the world, getting stuff done, allowing the rest of us to be able to sit home uh, and, uh, you know, kind of avoid, uh, you know, public interactions during this pandemic since March. So we salute you. And, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a fun show. It's been, you know, a fun ride. It's been a blast for me. I hope you guys have enjoyed it as well. The, the support, the amount of support uh, that I've gotten since, uh, you know, the whole news came down uh, has been uh, overwhelming. So thank you. And uh, thanks for the call, man. one 800 I'm doing everything I can while sitting in my pajamas in my basement. I am a hero. Aren't I a hero? I really should pat myself on the back more. Uh, let's go out to Greg and East Meadow. Greg, what's going on, my man? 
Hey, Gordon. Um, listen, I'd like to I'd like to echo those sen- sentiments. I you know I've been listening. What is it now? Three or four years you've been on. Yep. Probably yep. closer to four, I guess. Uh, you're a great listen. You're very entertaining. You're highly knowledgeable. Uh, it's been a good it's been a good four years. You're just you're just a very entertaining guy. I enjoy putting you on in the morning. And honestly, I don't listen to the station the rest of the day. Just so you know that. So, well, uh, you know, I would say you know give uh, Rick, I, Chris, I and Dave a chance thanks, when they come on. Uh, they, they they're going to kill it. They they do a great show. They're great guys. And uh, you know give them at least an, you know you got to give them two weeks. Any show you got to give at least a couple yeah. of weeks because anytime you put on a show the first time you hear it you're like oh, I hate these. I like the I like the last guy. You know. So give them a couple of weeks, and I'm sure that. they'll win you over. Well, listen, are they cynical like you? Uh, Dave's pretty cynical, yeah. Uh, uh, Dave who? Dave Rothenberg. He's like the star no, of the station. No. What are you talking about? I'm like I small like potatoes. Him. That's why I said Dave who? I wanted to make sure we were talking about the same thing. I can't stand Dave Rothenberg. I don't like the station oh, except for you, God. Just so you know. I, I appreciate all. that. Well, look, that's I think I'm better friend. than him, too. But you know, you. we're the only two that think that. <laughs> See, you made me laugh again. There you go. Best of luck. All right, man. Merry Christmas. Same to you guys. Uh, yeah, one eight hundred nine one nine ESPN one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. All right, uh, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is ninety eight point seven FM ESPN New York. Look, I would love you know the the nice thing is is that you know I will have a, a different you know part of the station, but you know it would be one thing if we were living in like the nineteen seventies. I was watching that Bee Gees documentary. Did you guys watch that over the weekend? It was actually pretty good. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't uh, as hard hitting as I would have liked. But, you know, if we were living in the 1970s, you had to listen to things at that time. Nowadays, with podcasts and everything else, I'm just a click away. I'm just a click away. So I'll be on at a different day part. I'll be on at uh, 10 o'clock with Larry Hardesty, the great Larry Hardesty. So uh, I'll still be around. I'll still be, uh, you know, doing fun stuff and we'll be having some fun just at a different time. But what does it matter to you if you're, li- you know, if you're listening at this time? It'll matter. But you'll be able to find a little click, hit a little button, and I'll be right there. I'll be right there. I'm right next to you all the way while sitting in my pajamas while uh, wearing my comfy. I wear these comfies. They're, they're fantastic. You, ever have, you, you see these things on the infomercials? It's like a big blanket you just wrap yourself in. Just walk. I have slowly morphed into the dude from Big Lebowski. That, that, that's my wardrobe now. I just walk around in pajamas all day. The gruff is uh, growing on my face even though it doesn't look as good as uh, Jeff Bridges. All right, let's go out to uh, the phones again. one 800 espn is uh, the phone number, and we'll go to Scott in New Jersey. Scott, what's going on, my friend? Hey, my friend. How are you, sir? Hey, uh, listen, I'm a 50-year-old guy from Jersey, spent my whole life here, and I get up at 4.30 in the morning, every morning, uh, get out of my car, get into my car by 5 to 5 in the morning just to listen to your show. No joke. And when I'm done listening to you, I change the station. I, I listen to you and you only. And the reason being is because I enjoy your show. Now, I don't have to be at work till 7. So, you know, when I get to work, I sit there for an hour to hear your show. There's something they got to be able to do. There's somewhere you can fit in this morning rush where it can work. Uh, well, look, I mean, that, that is up to the that – is, uh, that is above my pay grade. So, uh, look, I agree with you. I yeah, think I I'm do. fantastic. Uh, you know me. I, I, I tell you all the time how great I am. Uh, so I appreciate the yeah. kind words, Scott. And, look, I will be, you know – that's the thing about radio. It's constantly changing. Life is con- – what we found in 2020 is that life is constantly changing. So, uh, you know, the fact uh, that I'm I, still I, uh, employed I, is great. I hate change. That's my problem. But, hey, listen, the Giants are exactly what they thought they'd be yesterday. You know, I knew they weren't going to win that game, and I'm a Giants fan my whole life. You can – being a Giants fan, you can see. You know what's going to happen. 
we can wish, we can hope, but we know. We know they weren't going to win yesterday. At least I knew they weren't going to win yesterday. Where were you, Scott, when I was putting my bets in on FanDuel last week? I could have really used your advice because here I am putting $10 here, $20 there. I keep upping my bet. Oh, what a a bloodbath that was yesterday. Jesus. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. Have a good day, Gordon. All right, Scott. Thanks for the call, man. 1-800-919-3776. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Uh, Coming up. We'll get more of your phone calls involved. we got to get to the regal tumble because that's something that's fun, right? Uh, enough of this, uh, we're going to miss you, we're sad, all these awkward things. All nine of my listeners have called up this week, and uh, they're gonna, we're going to walk through all the callers that uh, call in uh, and all the big listeners So uh, as we uh, finally get uh, ready to uh, hand things off to. But it's going to be a couple of weeks before they take over. So, uh, But the regal tumble, let's get, let's get back on track. I've gotten off track, and I need to get back on track. The Regal Tumble, the battle for television supremacy. We have one. I had to cut down. Look, with only four shows left, we're not going to be able to get to all the different shows. But coming up, we'll reveal the last remaining show that I felt had the strongest argument to at least be part of the conversation. So we'll get into that coming up. We'll go around uh, my FanDuel account, which just took slings and Oh, my God, what a disaster that was. What a disaster. So we'll touch on the games that I bet on and why I'm so stupid. Lots of stuff to do as we lead you up until 6 o'clock. More of your phone calls, 1-800-919-ESPN, as well as Moment of Inspiration. What could it be today? Certainly. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Nothing from the Jets or the Giants. We can put that one out there right now. You already knew that. This year, we're giving you a chance to hit the airways with Michael, Don, and Peter with, have you heard about this? Your holiday hot take. Everybody's got them, right? Sometimes they're really out there. Like people talking about how the uh, Giants were going to run the table. Here, I'm making fun of them. I'm the idiot betting on FanDuel. Hey, yeah, Giants, oh, three points? Wow. Make a, just creating money. Oh, throw more money down. Yeah, sure. Uh, So, I, I, I digress. Fire off your chance to win uh, some holiday spending cash and uh, your way on the air during the Michael K. Show holiday broadcast, which is Wednesday, December 16th, which is Wednesday, otherwise known as Wednesday. Dial into the Holiday Hot Take hotline right now at 347-974-ESPN. That's 347-974-3776. And leave us a message with your best hot take. I would just like to hear the entries from the hot take of like from like 2 to like 3 a.m. Could you imagine how deranged some of them are? Uh, four winners will each score a $250. Uh, each score, two, I can't even read. $250 and a shot at the spotlight during the, the show with the biggest names in sports, the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN. Um, to show you and to tell you just how bad the Jet game, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the air. So a couple of weeks ago, my wife is getting out the uh, holiday decorations out of the attic. And, of course, that's where my, a lot of my stuff is, in the attic. That's what happens when you get married. You, buy, you have all these things, and then eventually you get shoved into a corner of the attic. So in the corner of the attic, I have, you know, a lot of baseball cards, a lot of, you know, sports memorabilia stuff that, you know, just for whatever reason doesn't get displayed. The, not, not the ready for prime time stuff. So I have a lot of, you know, old, everybody does, right? If you, you have a lot of old baseball cards. So my wife says to me, these are worthless. You should get rid of these. And this is the the line that got to me. What are you going to do with this stuff? 
What do you think you're going to do with this stuff? You're not displaying it now. We got a house. What, what are you going to do with this stuff? So I, I, that, that stuck in my head. And I said, well, I'll show you. I'll show you. So what I've been doing is I have like the basement is my area in the house. Again, right? Like she gets the main floor. She gets the – think about all the rooms in the house that your wife gets to do, right? The kitchen, that's your wife's, right? Uh, the, the, the living room, that's your wife's. All the rooms are basically, you know, the shed. You get the shed. As a man, you get the shed. That's yours. The garage, that's yours. The basement, that's yours. The attic, that's yours. All the main living areas of the house. So down in the basement, we have a bathroom. So I have decided, without her knowledge or uh, acceptance or anything, I have decided to start decorating the walls of the bathroom with all the baseball cards. I've got some double-sided tape and I've just started picking through all the baseball cards and just sticking them up on the walls. And she doesn't know this is happening. And because it's in the basement, she'll never know. This will be, it'll be years from now that maybe like after the funeral, after I've died and we've, you know, we've had the whole, uh, you know, whole thing and they're going through the will and they're looking through the basement to see what more stuff they can throw away of my stuff. Uh, that's what then, then maybe she'll find this out. So I'm interested to see how long this can go. Can I get the whole thing completed before she even discovers that it's happened? So she has the, I'm probably through like three or four rows. And I bring this up because during the jet game yesterday, I was so bored. I said, Hey, let me stick some baseball cards in a wall. You know, there's nothing more, uh, you know, fitting than getting away from the Jets game so you can stare at the likes of, like, Cal Daniels and uh, Derek Bell and Bernard Gilkey, <laughs> Matt Noakes. All right, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. And maybe I'll tweet out a picture of some progress. And uh, that, uh, although that might tip her off, you know, somebody might eventually t- uh, inform her that this is going on under her roof. Uh, all right, let's get to the Regal Tumble. We've already wasted enough time. Now, as I said, this week is the final week for me in this time slot. So we've, we've had to you know, drastically cut down the, uh, the lists of, of shows that you suggested. Nothing we can do. So I went through and I said, does the final battle have to be one show against one show? Or the fact that it's you know a Royal Rumble type of format, would it be better if on Wednesday it's the final four and then winner take all? So I've decided that I think it works better and it's more unpredictable if it's four shows going up against each other with winner take all. You know, I don't think the does the regal tumble. I guess it would have to always come down to one on one. Well, the hell with them. Uh, I'm doing it this way. So that's the deal. So we have one more show to reveal. And I went through all the shows. and I kind of figured out. All right, we got four shows. Thursday has to be unveiling the winner. We can't have a winner and then no show on Friday. So that show is kind of left out. So we have to have that final show. So we only have one more spot, and I went through all the remaining shows and said, all right, what show has the best case to be at least considered? So we know the shows that are returning. In case you were looking on you know, mobile devices, The Simpsons narrowly beat out All in the Family on Friday of last week. So the three shows that are remaining, we know those shows. They are, of course, The Office. They are, of course... Oh my God! Breaking Bad. I'm thinking about just rewatching it again. That's it's just so good. And then, of course, as I mentioned, we also have The Simpsons. Uh, that's a transition there from Breaking Bad to The Simpsons. Uh, so we have one more spot left. 
Who is it that comes down the runway? Let's find out. All right, so it is Mad Men, AMC. I don't think that Mad Men will do uh, very strong. I don't think that they will be in the semifinals, which will be determined. Like, today is like the last day. So if you make it past today, you will have a shot to make it to the final. Uh, But out of all the shows, it's the most rewatchable show out of all the shows because simply it is based on character. It's not based on plot. You know, all these other shows, as great as Breaking Bad is, very plot driven and once you kind of know the story there's not really much to go re you know you love to relive those moments but there's nothing new that you're going to discover when you watch Mad Men and you're a Mad Men fan you can go back and uh, you can find new stuff in every single rewatching of it so uh, that's why it's up there it's up there it's out there it's on uh, Twitter there at uh, at Gordon Damer the rewatch oh no excuse me the Regal Tumble I'm, I'm confusing stupid contests that I run on shows it is the um the Regal Tumble. It's day number 38. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. So those are the four shows that you can vote on. Breaking Bad, The Office, The Simpsons, and Mad Men. And look, Mad Men got a very favorable draw. They were actually slated to come up much, much later in the contest, but I think that they have the best and strongest case to at least knock off a show and make it into the semifinals. So that'll depend on your vote. We'll find out tomorrow. But it's up on Twitter It is at Gordon Damer. All right, let's run around the league a little bit because uh, I've not done that uh, so far today. Do we have time to do that now? Yeah, we got time to do that. Um, Okay, segment three. Let's go and uh, run around the league. First off, the game that I was most focused on yesterday was the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Chiefs going into Miami, Dolphins seeing, you know, can they compete against Kansas City? And they had the early lead. And uh, look, I've said this for a while. It's completely true. The Chiefs could throw a pass to Travis Kelsey every single play and get seven to nine yards. Every single solitary play. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Every single, you get a stop on first down, you get a big sack maybe, an incompletion, and then you're sitting there third and 11 and all that. Just throw it to Travis Kelsey and get like 15 yards. Every, I mean, it's crazy. Every single play that guy is wide open. The Chiefs wide receiver screens, because the, the Jets run them all the time and they go absolutely no place. Their wide, the Chiefs wide receiver screens, they should be the only team that's allowed to do it because they are so good at it and they get yardage every single... You never stop it. You never stop it. And I was thinking yesterday, because Patrick Mahomes did not play a very, solid, very strong first half. He took that sack for like 30 yards. Uh, he also had a bunch of interceptions. And it dawned on me. It looks like the MVP race is over. And here he is trying to uh, make it seem close. I mean, what a, what a team player. What a league player. That's what, that's what leaders do. They, try, they help out the league when they have the chance. So, look, the Dolphins fought in the game. They're well coached, but they're not very talented. They don't have any play. They don't really have playmakers on offense or defense. They have, they have Xavier Howard. Gasecki's a playmaker. Demonte Parker, Parker, when he's healthy, is a playmaker. But that's about it. They don't have a lot of playmakers. So it's great that they're very well coached. I, I love uh, the coaching that they do in Miami and everything else with Brian Flores. But uh, they're just not, they're not at that level. And I knew that they weren't at that level. And everybody should have known. Very few teams are at that level. But they fought. They made it a game. 
It was close. They came up short. You know, somebody tweeted me that, oh, look, Dolphins also lost just like the Giants. No, those two games are not the same. The Dolphins went up against the prohibitive favorites to win everything again this year and held their own. Now, they didn't win, but they held their own. They didn't embarrass themselves. The Giants embarrassed themselves yesterday, and, and, and it's not that they, you know, it, it's not their fault. They're just not that good. And we got all carried away based on one game in Seattle with Colt McCoy at the quarterback. Like, that wiped out, like, the last four years of everything. All right, so moving on. This segment is generally called What Gordon Gambled On This Weekend. As I said, uh, I, I made, uh, I made some mistakes were made. Uh, like they say in uh, The Hangover, we screwed up, uh, and I screwed up, because uh, everything I touched yesterday turned to, uh, turned to poop. The Texans and Bears game, that was one that I, re- I thought, the Texans, you know, they're starting to come together. The coaching change, that was over. But basically, as soon as I hit send, it was done. I mean, the Bears just absolutely destroyed the Texans. I, that's uh, proof right there that you should never gamble. Mitch Trubisky almost sticking the dagger in the Bears fans who, you know, have been kind of been upset that they didn't take Deshaun Watson for forever. And Mitch Trubisky goes out there, throws for like 270 and three scores, zero picks, and the Texans got absolutely embarrassed. Then I, I tried to rebound. That game was over. I said, all right, that game is over. I had the, the, the Seahawks, so I knew that. So, all right, you know, I know I'm going to win that Seahawks bet. That's just printing money. That's just giving away free money. That was like FanDuel ran a promotion bet against the Jets, and win free money. So then you had the Colts and Raiders game. And I thought to myself, you know, the Raiders, they're due for a big performance. No, they were not. The Colts absolutely destroyed the Raiders. Every time I looked at that game, the Colts were running for like 15 yards. It looked like there was like a little crack at the line of scrimmage, and then somebody was running for 12 yards. And, you know, John Gruden has lots of pals in the media. And any time the Raiders do absolutely anything you hear oh john gruden john Gruden. oh he's got it all turned around oh, what a great move it was they have followed up that close loss to the chiefs by getting destroyed by atlanta barely beating the jets if it had been anyone but the, they should have lost to the jets think about that and then got destroyed by the colts yesterday and for John Gruden's second go-round with the Raiders, he is now, I think, based on my math, which, again, if you listen to the show, you know it's always shaky, is 18 and 27 in three years. Gordon, you sound like someone who bet money on You're damn right I bet money on and They stunk. They, st- they stole my money. Stop the count. So there you go. That was the uh, story with that game. Uh, other games, and that was the only three games I bet on, but I was very disappointed. I also bet on the Giants, so that was a d- disaster there as well. Uh, Dallas beat Cincinnati 30-7. to You know how there's like a story, you know, there's the, the conspiracy theorists believe if you check out books at the library that they might red flag you based on what the book is? If you were watching the, the Cowboys and Bengals game yesterday, they should re- red flag you. They should absolutely red flag you. Uh, Titans beat the Jaguars 31-10. Jaguars had been really competitive. They finally, it was finally won. Um, is, uh, you know, they finally gave one up. So that, that was the story there. The Chargers yesterday, I watched that game for a little bit. They won a close game, which is shocking. But before the end of the half, they had the ball at the eight-yard line, 22 seconds to go, no timeouts. They ran the ball on third down and one, didn't get it, then had to rush the field goal team onto the field, 
Uh, didn't get the fi- what a disaster, but they still won the game. So there you go. Uh, and then uh, Sunday night football, the Bills won, but who cares? One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. We're already out of time in the segment. Could you tell? One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the phone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Coming up, we'll get you more of the games from yesterday, more of your phone calls, more of everything. Oh, I forgot. Uh, the other game that I bet on yesterday was the uh, the Packers and the uh, Lions game. Uh, Packers win, but uh, don't cover. Of course, I blame myself. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Uh, in case you're just joining us on this Monday morning, we have uh, discussed the football, whether you wanted us to or not. And the story yesterday for the Giants was, well, more for the fans, is welcome back. Welcome back to planet Earth. Welcome back to the reality of the situation. Now, look, I got caught up in it as well. After the win against the Seahawks, I thought, ah, you know what? Maybe the Giants really have turned things around. Maybe now they are going to uh, control the division and, and kind of, con- you know, they had the upper hand. They had the inside track to, you know, winning the division, the schedule. If you beat the Seahawks, you should be kind of able to win any of the other games. Not that you're going to win all of them, but you should be able to be competitive and take them into the second half. That was certainly not the case yesterday. The quarterback was brutal. The offensive line had a major regression. I left the defense out of it because they simply got nothing from the other aspects of the team. The the special teams was not great yesterday either. So now the Giants find themselves in a tough spot because now they're going to have to overcome things. And Washington winning yesterday is not the best of news, but the fact that Alex Smith was, you know, he lost them to, he lost, was lost to an injury, the same leg that he hurt a couple of years ago. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's a, a great situation there. So, it, look, you still have a, sh- a chance to win the division, and you want to win the division. Uh, but uh, it does seem like people, myself included, got a little carried away, got a little too high on themselves, started patting ourselves on the back a little bit too much, thinking that things were far rosier than they actually were. So we'll see how things go over the final three weeks of the year. Giants still have a chance, but they're going to have to play a whole lot better. It doesn't really take much to say there play a whole lot better than they did yesterday. And the quarterback has to step up and at least be, you know, mediocre. Yesterday, he was just brutal. Uh, and there's no other way to put it other than that. Uh, the Jets story, we didn't really focus much on the Jets, mainly because the Jets didn't really focus on themselves. Like, why would I have to put a lot of effort into a segment about the Jets when the Jets put up no effort? And yesterday lost 40-3 to in a game that felt like it was a lot worse than that. A lot worse than that, and was not even competitive. Didn't really try to win the game in the first half and responded in the second half by not even trying. So that was the story there. And then, of course, the other story today has been the Regal Tumble. One last shot for one last show to make the semifinals. And I will say this right now. It's not looking very good for Mad Men. Uh, a period piece on, uh, you know, cable TV uh, does not seem like, even though it was on the same network as Breaking Bad, It doesn't seem like it's got much of a chance. Not off to the strongest of starts. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Um, So Mad Men is up there, and this will be the final week of this show in this time slot. So we have to wrap up the Regal Tumble before Thursday. And then uh, today, final day for Pod 2. Then we move on to the semifinals, and we'll see how things uh, go from there. Uh, So lots of stuff to do. We did not get to touch on the Knicks today at all. So there's plenty of time for that later on. 
So we will do that uh, during the other shows and maybe in the course of the week. I know we're going to follow up big Giants and Jets conversation with all the big <laughs> with all the big hot takes. And that would be the Giants. But we're already out of time for today. I, I'm sorry. We just run out of time so quickly and running out of time in more ways than one. We will be back tomorrow starting at 5. Please vote on the Regal Tumble. It's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer. We'll see you tomorrow at 5. 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.